Hello, Bian Potters. I'm Elon Musk, and I'm here with my dear wife... Donald J. Trump. <laughs> that's parody, by the way. We don't want to get banned. By that's whom? Elon Musk, that's his new thing. Does he own Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, and all other platforms where Bian Pod is found? <laughs> oh, nice plugging. You can also <laughs> check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Biffo for supporting us. I mean, the thing is... People listening to this are already on a podcast platform, so it's pretty <laughs> pointless plugging podcast platforms. Oh, oh, well. Sorry we weren't here last week. Um, as some of you who follow us on Facebook and Twitter, yes, we're also on Facebook and Elon Musk's Twitter. Uh, we record it for now. We recorded an entire episode, the episode we were about to re-record, uh, and we listened back to the sound and nothing had recorded. So... Even we, though we we had actually done a test. Yes. And the test had recorded. But for some reason, there was literally nothing on the memory card. Yeah. So uh, we couldn't face recording We hope it's again. recording this time because we have yeah. done a test and the first one didn't record. Yeah. But then the second one did record. So then we were like, okay, let's try it. The light's on that it says it's recording, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. This is, these are the joys of being uh, an amateur podcaster, where you don't have a producer doing it all for you. Uh, yeah, we just couldn't face recording it again because it wouldn't have been spontaneous. So we needed to And it would have just been repeating the same information. Yes. So uh, we, And we'd spent an hour, over an hour over talking. Over an hour. Yeah, over an hour. <laughs> this is what we do for you. We did record a bonus episode for our patrons so they got something. Yes. But anyway, so this is, uh, for the second time, the start of Happiness is the Road. Our journey along... I'm, I'm reaching for a metaphor that's not coming. <laughs> I was looking for some sort of metaphor about travelling along a road and... Pathway towards a new album. Huh? What does that mean? It's the road towards happiness is the road, the new album. At the time, that was a new album. Yeah, okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thanks. Thanks for your contribution this week. (laughs) Our joyful pathway. Do Do you know what? I think just let that one go now. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe just let it go, Sonia. This is the first day I actually feel I have a decent amount of energy and don't feel like I've had my life force sucked out of me oh. for about three weeks. Yeah. So I'm celebrating. Okay, we'll celebrate with your terrible metaphors. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not going to get into any of the tracks yet. I just wanted to talk in the first instance about the release of the album. Right. Because... It was a sort of attempt at a course correction after Somewhere Else. Right. Where Somewhere Else, if you remember, came out. There was no pre-order, no names in the booklet, no special packaging. Um, I estimate 75% of the fans hated it. <laughs> so, uh, what, hated the actual album? We've been over this. We did like about five weeks on Somewhere Else. Why oh, no, are you I sounding surprised? I didn't know if you were talking about hating the album or hating the way the pre-release all of it but i think i i think the lack of pre-release also factored into people's responses pre-release pre-order sorry yeah pre-order sorry factored into the the people's reactions to the album i think Mm. the fact that there was less buzz you know going into it it just sort of came out um that people weren't so invested in it yeah and and i think it it does contribute a lot to how invested you are when you're part of the creation of a thing when your name's in the booklet and stuff like that i think on an emotional level it creates a kind of energetic bond with the product and the band clearly realized that it had been a mistake the reason why they didn't do the whole pre-order thing was because they had enough money at that time and they felt it was grubby to ask yeah maybe they thought people didn't want it as much as people did want it yeah so when it came to Happiness is the Road, uh, they tried a whole bunch of new things. There were various things that they had up their sleeve because, you know, let's face it, they'd got a reputation by that point for being the band that had these innovative ideas. Yeah. You've got to hand it to them. They're not like, 
they're not sticks in the mud that just always do the same thing. They're willing to try new approaches. Yes, yes. Well, one of the new approaches was to release the album a mere kind of 18 months or so after Somewhere Else. Wow. Yeah. God, that's nothing by today's standards. I know, I know. It's Well, yeah, but, but by today's six years between album standards. Wow, 18 months. And they when, even... Hang on, just oh, a quick yes, question. Yes, so yes, early days of Marillion. Mm, it was about a year between albums, yeah. Only a year? Yeah, all Oh, my God, no wonder they all crashed and were exhausted. Yeah. I think it's different as well when you're younger. And yeah. Yeah, aside from we, anything yeah, we all, else. We all have more energy when we're younger. Yeah, plus as well, I think back in those days, you know, younger people, you know, they had more ideas. They perhaps had and I don't mean this in a negative way, less overthinking it in terms of quality control. There was less risk of them repeating themselves. You know, they're right. just... So in, yeah, they yeah get, actually, that's a good point. With they the just risk repeated what repeating. Genesis yeah. did. Joke, joke, Paula. everyone, joke. <laughs> that was obviously a joke. <laughs> um. Yeah, so you know, and they've said as it gets old, uh, as it gets older, as they get older, it's harder and harder to write albums and do new things and mm. push themselves. And so, you know, it's understandable. Uh, in fact, on um, recent Corona Diaries, they had Mark Kelly on, mm-hmm. and they were talking about when the next album might happen. They said they might get into the studio at the end of next year. Uh, the end of next year. They've got a busy year. It's all the Marillion weekends. That's gonna Oh t- God, yeah. yeah. So that's gonna hold everything up, even if they have got stuff right. on the shelf. Which- that's all right though, because that gives them time to breathe and you never know what's gonna come up creatively in that twelve months that pass. Oh, I think it's a good recording. idea. Yeah. I mean I know it- they've got a lot of, they say they have a lot of stuff already kind of ready or Some almost things, yeah. ready. It depending on which band member is talking about it. You know, oh, is they've it? either got completed songs or bits and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending on who it is that's saying, oh. uh, saying it. Uh, yeah, but you never know, like as we're about to discuss or or we did discuss. You right there? I can't remember if see because already having recorded this episode yes. now I don't know what album we're talking about. Um even if if they already have songs kind of left over from a previous album, sometimes new inspiration comes along. Well, that is exactly what happened with Happiness is the Road. Yeah. There because you go. The I reason... did a few I did get the right album. Yes, well done. The reason why they were able to release it so quickly was because they had seven or so tracks left over from the Somewhere Else sessions. Yeah. Now they thought, oh, we should probably add a few more to make an album. They they never set out to make it a double. That was never the intention. But when they started to jam for those new tracks, it was it turned out to be really a really creatively fruitful time. Mm. And they realised that some of the the music wasn't quite uh, enough to con- co- comprise a song in itself. So right. that's, and that led to Essence, the disc Essence, which, you know, which is why you get on there kind of almost fragments like Liquidity and um, Nothing oh. Fills the Hole. They wanted to do, and this is what I mean about it being a course correction. We'll get into the music oh, a bit more next week, but I think. It was it was sort of a case of okay, well, we can let the fans have their cake and eat it. We'll give them a disc that's kind of conceptual, yes, and then a disc with standalone songs, which is where those somewhere else leftovers went, yeah. along with a few new bits. Um, so let me read out. <laughs> yes, I, just I got... won't read out. I'll, I'll let no, no, you no, just, just talk. I just I've just got something I'd like to want to ponder. I want to ponder. Um, yeah, I wonder if. Having songs already ready took some sort of pressure off their shoulders, which allowed them to then feel like the creative flow just flowed more easily and they were able to come up with more songs. So sort of like, you know, let's say, I don't know how many people will relate to this analogy, but let's say you're out, 
you're out shopping, mm -hmm. but you're not specifically looking for something, and then you find something that you absolutely love, right? So you get it, and then the because the pressure's off. But when when it's like, oh, I've got a wedding to go to, and I need to find something to wear, you never find anything that you like. Because the pressure's on. Dear listener, you are listening to Sandra directly <laughs> referencing her own struggles here. <laughs> aren't we? Aren't we, Sandra? Shopping struggles. Yeah, well, well, no, yeah, specifically well, your, your nightmare of finding an outfit for a wedding. I hate it. I hate it. But, like, okay, so let's use a different analogy. So let's say, like, the blank page. Often people are absolutely overwhelmed and stuck by staring at a blank page. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you get any old... Shit. Are you right? As, as soon as, <laughs> like as soon as you just write something, anything on that page and it's no longer blank, the pressure's kind of off. And I need raw materials that I can then shape right. if you like. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean I don't want to second guess there. I'd love to ask process. them. Yeah, I'm just, just, just talking over would... me. You're talking over me a lot this week. You you go back to being tired, Sanya, please, because <laughs> then I might get a word in edgeways. By the way, if you think I'm being mean, I've edited out loads of her talking over me already. I guarantee it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> go on. What, I, I what can't you... remember what I was gonna say yeah, now. That's the problem, isn't it? No, I don't know what I was, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was gonna say. She's shut down because she's been banned. I ban her like Elon Musk bans in Elon Musk impersonators. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, it's the new thing. No, he doesn't. Uh-huh. Free speech absolutist Elon Musk is now banning uh, gone, Elon Musk. gone off on one about anyone who impersonates anyone else. Funny how he's saying this after everyone's gone on there saying they're Elon Musk, um, how he said wow. they will be permanently suspended. Wow. Free speech for the win. <laughs> Welcome to Paul's Elon Musk. Sorry, I'm obsessed podcast. with Elon Musk at the moment because I I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I think he's a danger to, to world security. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's not really what this podcast no, is about. I remember what I was going to oh, yes, say. Go on. Yeah, I would love to hear this directly from the band. You'll find out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Please do. We might not do that this week because this is about the release of the album yes. rather than we'll, we'll talk about the music and the lyrics and everything else starting next week. Okay. This week, I just want to talk about the road to the to the road. <laughs> All right. The road to the road. So the album itself came out 20th of October, 2008. Uh, however, a, a year before that was when we first heard about what they had planned in the wake of the somewhere else, I hesitate to say catastrophe because, you know, I like that album, but certainly some people felt it was, you know, it could have could have gone better. Mm. Late 2007, what was it? October 2007, in fact, Halloween 2007. So they put out a, a message saying, well, the cycle has started once again. We're back in the racket club oiling up the Meridian machine or <laughs> strange engine um, for the erratic journey to album 15. Why are you laughing so much? Because of their funny joke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the ideas are really flowing now. We're here jamming and experimenting with new ideas while Mike Hunter runs around trying to, trying to record it all and feedback his own suggestions and enthusiasm. We're pleased to report some very interesting music is emerging. This should see the light of day next summer. Spoiler, it didn't. Uh, and it will be another double album. So clearly they're like trying to calm the horses. Don't right, worry, everyone, okay. we're going to do the whole marbles thing again. It's going to be marbles all over again. It's an ex inspired and exciting time for the five of us as artists, but also with our intact record company hats on. That was one of their labels. Oh. Uh, a time to reflect on the successes and failures of the last album release, which is interesting they use the word failures. We have had a lot of feedback about the lack of a pre-order or, or any kind of special packaging, extra material, or the popular My Name in the Credits versions on the last album. We thought you might have got tired of the idea, but the majority of you told us we were wrong. So, you're going to get what you asked for. We are planning to create an exclusive special edition of Album 15, which we are making available as a pre-order directly from us. Based on the success of the Marbles pre-order, we plan to make two different versions available, a deluxe campaign to CD edition in super sexy packaging with your names in the booklet, 
This will be priced at $29.99 and only available to pre-order and also the standard release. The double album split into volumes 1 and 2 available separately as normal as a normal one CD in a box release priced at $9.99 each. Um blah 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 what we can tell you is that we expect the album to be ready sometime between july and september 2008 with an extensive tour to follow starting in september 2008 blah 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 you're able to pre-order the album now um and each pre-order for the deluxe edition will enter you into a variety of prize draws including soundcheck front row passes to the snowwhere else tour a visit to the racket club studio gift vouchers meet and greets more soundcheck front row passes for the album 15 tour and the star prize of an all expenses paid trip to the meridian weekend 2009 why do we want your money so far in advance many of you may be aware that the writing sessions for somewhere else were prolific but there came a point where we had to decide which ideas to follow through and which to put to one side to develop for full potential later on. Even though we do have several songs on the shelf, which are close to completion, we've also recently hit something of a creative streak and have a lot of new ideas that we're developing. These inevitably entail a few months locked away in the studio. Once ready, we need to let people know about the album and the tour with advertising, posters, interviews, and of course, we have the small task of manufacturing 100,000 albums. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, by being part of the pre-order, you will once again be acting as our global family record company without us having to resort to the inevitable headaches which happen when we get into bed with blokes in suits. Now, um, there's a bit more which I will go on to read in a bit. Uh, unfortunately, they did end up getting into bed with blokes in suits. Why was that? Because as it turned out, what happened was selling directly through their website. They only sold about a third of the albums that they normally would. So they ended up doing a deal with EMI to distribute the album into shops and Amazon and other retailers and the like. Oh, okay. Fair so, enough. Which is fair enough. Uh, it was a. Back then. Music stores still existed, I suppose. Yeah, but Amazon was a thing as well. Um, you, you know, it, fair enough that they were trying to sort of retain control themselves. Mm. I mean, I wonder now what the what the split is between albums that they sell. Mm. Yeah, especially because, like, in theory, you can sell the stuff from Amazon yourself. You just send it to Amazon and then they distribute it for you. Yeah, I don't know if Meridian so, do that. Hmm. I mean, that's a bit of a headache, but possi- potentially, but who knows? Who knows? No one knows, do they? They know. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so that was, you know, that was all one of the one of the uh, promotional things, which you know, pre-orders are a p- type of promotion and marketing in and of themselves. Not mm. least when Marillion are doing it, because they are the internet pioneers. Marillion. Yes. Yeah, they carried on recording throughout the sort of the rest of that year, and they released a single, but it was a download only. Whatever is wrong with you? Not my favourite song. But we'll get to that when we talk about volume two of Happiness is the Road. Wow. So they chose a song from volume two as as the first single to release. I guess volume one is harder. Because it's, it's more of a concept. Yeah. And it's more album. of a, that, that sort of flow to it. True. I think it's a harder. And as well, I mean, look. Let's I know f- what I would have picked. Go on. Essence. Yeah. But okay. I think this was still back in the day when Marillion vainly thought they might get radio play essence is sort of you don't think essence would get radio it's a bit longer and it's not immediately sort of a catchy song whatever is wrong with you for all its faults and they are many (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it it has a hook and it's short and you know it's it's the look we're back into marillion terrible singles territory again yeah i guess it wouldn't it wouldn't be right to not have a terrible single (laughs) Well, they've stopped doing you it can't now. Can't break the streak. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've stopped it now. They're now they, <laughs> they they well they don't release singles. They'll release advanced tracks. Mm. Um, you know that I think sounds that can't be made. It was Gaza and Power we heard. Yeah, and New Kings. That's right. All of them I think we heard before we got the album, and then uh, with an hour before it's dark. Obviously, those who are some pre-ordered got the um, "Be Hard on Yourself." Download, yeah, which then of course immediately leaked. So Meridian then had to put it out, I think, on their YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Oh, which is interesting because that brings us 
to what happened next with Happiness is the Road. We're all kind of waiting for our pre-order copy uh, to come out in October. Right. And then about a month before... So September. Well done, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you know your months, huh? Just those two. Pretty impressive. Just those two. (laughs) I know September and October. Yeah. Uh, Meridian released it for free on uh, torrent sites. Right. Wow, do you remember those days? Yes, I do. Not that I ever really used torrents. I only ever used torrented one thing ever until this happened. Really? What's the matter? What Why was are you that? going, oh, and No, because I meant to look up whether Spotify started as a torrent site. No, it didn't. It didn't. No, oh, okay. You're thinking, of, I just you're thinking of Napster and then there was Pirate Bay and all these others. The times I tried to torrent stuff, I just found the whole thing either too slow or too confusing or I don't know. I guess I'm not technically savvy, hence, you know, we recorded an entire episode last week and then lost it. But the irony is. The release of Happiness is the Road was the first time I properly downloaded something from, from a torrent site because the band told us to or said it was there. They actually told you to yes. pirate it? Yes, they specifically told us to do it. What? Uh, let me t- read out the let me read out the press release on 10th of September 2008. Okay. They were right, the album did come out in September, just not officially. So, this was the press release. Marillion Pioneer peer-to-peer release of new double album. Today, Marillion become the first band anywhere in the world to release their new album, Happiness is the Road, legally using peer-to-peer internet networks for distribution. Widely recognised as the first band to truly embrace the internet's potential to interact with fans since circa 1996, Marillion have taken the step of partnering with internet technology company Music Glue to harness the legal use of peer-to-peer and release their 15th studio album. With more than 90% of all acquired music in the UK being downloaded or shared via peer-to-peer websites, according according to the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, Music Glue's technology creates a unique interactive band-to-fan interface that does not normally exist at the point of download. Having downloaded a song, an interactive window appears on the music fan's computer with a video message from Marillion speaking directly to the consumer, telling them about their new album, the band's latest news, the forthcoming tour, and all the products and merchandise available at marillion.com. Fans can listen to the track and have the option to join the email mailing list, allowing access to a DRM-free version of the track. Marillion in no way condone the use of peer-to-peer for the illegal distribution of copyrighted material. By giving their consent to distribute Happiness is the Road using the Music Glue model, Meridian are embracing the potential of worldwide super distribution of peer-to-peer networks to connect with downloaders, enabling an interactive dialogue rather than having no contact at all with potential new fans. On adopting this new model for distribution, Meridian's keyboard player Mark Kelly, whose idea it was and who Lucy, uh, for one, didn't think uh, or didn't support, Uh, was given the job of having to justify this. (laughs) And he said, while we don't condone illegal file sharing, it's a fact of life that a lot of music fans do. We want to know who our file sharing fans are. If they like our new album enough, then we want to persuade them to pay something for it, or at least come and see us on tour. Music Glue is the means to achieve this goal and to give us back something positive from the dire situation most artists find themselves in today. So, um, so they were ahead of their time once again. Yes and no, because that's basically how most of the music industry works. It's not peer to peer, but it is basically people streaming directly from the internet, kind of for free because you pay a subscription fee, or you can watch it on YouTube or whatever. Um, yes, but- to a to a point. Um, I think I th- yes, you're right. People do do that now. Obviously, everything's streaming and. But, you know, they're on legal sites. Yes, legal, you yes. Know, uh, the artists get a pittance for each play of one of their songs, you know, which is why what's really changed is, is the whole deluxe pre-order thing. Yes. You know, that's become so important. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and all these other revenue streams, merch and touring and Meridian Weekends, for instance, yeah. that, they're all ultimately a lot more important to Meridian's bottom line. Uh, yeah. You know, an album now is... 
is just the if you like the planet around which all this other stuff orbits you know mm. gives them the the reason to have meridian weekends or tours or put out new merch you know it, it, it or have a new pre-order obviously but they don't actually make that much money i think directly from sales traditionally like mm. like they used to however back then 2008 mm. this went down like an absolute ton of shit <laughs> i guess because people weren't used to it yet they didn't you know for whatever reason mark kelly could see further into the future that the direction that the music industry was going was this direction but people in the in normal day-to-day life not necessarily part of the music industry maybe not everyone could see that no well the, yeah okay it's all well and good being ahead of your time but at that point, no one had any experience with something like this happening. You know, now we pre-order the album regardless because we want to see it get made. Yeah. You know, we want the nice packaging, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, and we, we accept that when that album is released, it will be released for streaming. You yeah. You know, on, on sites, all right, that you have to subscribe to and or listen to ads. Yeah. You know, while, while listening to the album, whatever. Um but back then, the the outrage on the Meridian forums and online was just, it was a cacophony. It was, I, I have to say, I put my hand up and go, I didn't care. I really didn't have an issue with it whatsoever. It was like, I've paid for the album and I'm going to get a nice box set with artwork and that's what I want. You know, all right. I care about is hearing the album, really, ultimately. And yeah. I, you know, and knowing that I've helped to bring this music into existence by helping to pay for it. That, you know, I didn't really care then if, you know, if it was released a month early and any old pleb could hear it because I kind of, I suppose my my reaction was, well, they're not going to support it anyway. It, mm. You know, I mean, I know I'm not, I haven't got the statistics and I know clearly piracy hurt the music industry hugely back in the day and, you know, still does, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't know, Meridian fans were sort of, we're older, we're, you know, in my case, not so tech savvy. You know, the only thing... I, I mean, the pirated version, I I don't believe they were great quality, though, compared to the album versions, surely. Well, it wasn't. I mean, I'll get to that in a second, because they, they put a sort of FAQ up as well, explaining... You know, or trying to explain stroke placate people. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you'd think letting the music out for free might bring in more new people because that, you know, listening to a, a band, I'm less likely to buy a full on album of a band I've never heard before mm. than if I've heard some songs of theirs or the album for free first and really like it, then I'm more likely to invest in their work so I think, I it think could the be a instinct good publicity was right. i think the instinct was was a good one yes um because you know let's face it meridian's music wasn't getting played anywhere so right. you know what's a modern way back then of getting the music out yeah uh so i think it was done with the best of intentions but of course a lot of meridian fans you know and meridian fans are nothing if not vocal uh had a lot to say about it and it clearly damaged the relationship a bit between band and fans it was oh. it backfired oh, you know no. so it may have been just it was too soon but at the same time you know it's like well what the hell are they going to do they can't get on the radio they can't get on you know the tv yeah and people are pirating it anyway yeah yeah can so, i can i ask and jump ahead what did they do for future albums they just went back to the standard pre-order and you know oh, okay. and then it was out you know for on streaming sites on the day the official day of release well with an hour before it started we all got a before the album was arrived with most of us we got a, a download but we had to go to a, a certain specific site and put in our details oh. our pre-order details to, to to get it right uh we felt like a good way of doing it because you know you remember you know when after you and i met and sounds that can't be made came out, mm. and I was desperately waiting for this album to turn up, and other people were going online and going, "I got it, I got it." And you know, mine was like two days later than everyone else's. Oh my um, god! And you'd make me go out and ask the postman every day and chase him down the road to say, "Are you sure you didn't have anything for number fifty-two? Yeah. So I'll anyway. then address. I'll then address. Yes, not the current one. If you're trying to 
stalk us. <laughs> we don't live at number 52 anymore, but we did. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, I still remember that week or yeah. two weeks. It was a nightmare because everyone was getting it. It was now, I, I, I like the fact that those of us who pre-order get that, you know, download at the point at which all the albums start shipping. Mm. However, I bet you there are people that uploaded them to pirate sites immediately. Mm. You know, uh, it's like just baffling. It's like you, you've paid for this. Why you? Why would you do that? But maybe it is for the reason that they want to share this music with other people and get it out there. But the so band don't want you reasons. to do that. So don't do it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand that mentality at all. Uh, as I say, the only thing I ever pirated, and that was because it wasn't available, and also it was only one track because... You know, my slow internet could could handle that. Uh, <laughs> it was because I wanted a copy of the first single I ever bought, um, which was very embarrassingly "I Wanna Be a Winner" by Brown Sauce, um, which those of you who aren't in the UK won't have heard of a guy called Noel Edmonds, who presents our version of or did present our version of Deal or No Deal. Um, and he used to be a kids' TV presenter, and he formed this fake band for this single with. His co-hosts, Keith Chegwin and Maggie Philbin. And that was the first single I ever bought. And I couldn't find it anywhere, but I managed to find it on a torrent site and somehow managed to download it. And then subsequently never managed to download anything ever again, despite trying. It always just seemed to take forever. However, I did persevere with, with, you know, happiness is the road. Mm. And even that was a nightmare. It took me for ages all evening and... I remember the first track, it didn't even download it in order. And of course, oh, no. I'm impatient. So the first track I actually heard was Essence, which is what, track three on oh. disc one. Yeah. I mean, I loved it immediately. Uh, but, you know, really that album should be heard in order. So, but regardless, I wasn't part of the mob, but by God, there was a mob with flaming pitchforks and, or flaming pitchforks, flaming torches and pitchforks, flaming torches and pit, pitchforks marching on the racket club, you know, demanding the heads of... All of them. Anyway, so um, Meridian put this FAQ up. Um, it wasn't really an FAQ. It was more a, um, a more Mark Kelly replying to a, an angry fan who right. they refer to as Mr. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, sirs, this was, this was the, the Mr. Angry message. Sirs, you spent a year telling us file sharing is wrong and then do it yourselves anyway. Mark Kelly replied, it is wrong, but that isn't going to stop people from file sharing as the reality is that something like 90% of all music acquired these days is not paid for. Now that is, you know, I'm sure that statistic is correct. Um, However, would all 90% of those sales, or those lost sales, would they have been sales is what I'm trying to say, you know, or is it just people who are curious and wouldn't have bought it anyway? Yes. But, you know, let's not get into that because... Certain people will come from my head if I dispute that. Uh, Piracy bad, piracy rife. Do people still pirate music? I don't know. Is there any point anymore? Yeah, that's the question. (laughs) Is there any point? I don't know. Do torrent sites still exist? I don't know. No one ever talks about them anymore. Because you can pretty much listen to most things. They're all on YouTube. If, yeah, even if exactly. you're not, you've not signed up for like Apple Music or, or Spotify. Yeah, or I mean, Amazon Spotify's Prime. free. Yeah, you'll you'll have to sit through ads if you want a, the free version. But yeah, free it is. We're on Spotify. Are we're, we? We're on all the major podcast platforms. Why don't you guys check us out and listen to us on one of them? They're already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, blah, blah. Um, we have great fans and a lot of them tell us that they would never file share, but our CD sales are in sharp decline. And if this continues and we don't find other ways of making money, the band will have to stop making music or at least not be able to spend t- the time and money we currently do. Uh, this means our music will suffer. Is that what you want? Is it? Is that what you want? Is it, Mr. Angry? Is that what you want? Might not leave that in. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. That was interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting experience. So, downloads are happening and it's affecting us. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's, I've just... Well, I've read it's this... It's Venus. I've read this once already, and I'm just getting... I, I, look, everyone, just have some sympathy. I've... I, we had to read all these out last week. <clears> and I'm, <throat> you know, I'm having to do it again. You know, for your, for your listening pleasure, just let me have some fun with it, please. So I'm going to do it in a silly voice. <laughs> But our listeners haven't heard it before, so they're only getting to hear it in a silly voice and not the non-silly voice version. Um, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I don't know what to I do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you could do like one paragraph in a silly voice and one in a All normal right, well, voice. Well, I've done one in a normal voice. I'll do the next one in a silly voice. Don't know, it's happening and it's affecting us as much as anyone else in this industry. You only have to look around you to see CD shops or clothing and record companies are going out of business. We aren't expecting everything. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep it up. Poor people with lisps. I st- okay, it's not. It's a person with their tongue sticking out between their teeth. Not a lisp. Someone with whose tongue's too long. <laughs> we are expecting everyone who is currently downloading our music for free to suddenly start paying for it, but by finding out who they are. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Why are you sh- giving me the shivers? That's weird. Uh, hey everyone, I'm turning my wife on with, no, my, with my long no, tongue. <laughs> with my long tongue <laughs> sticking out between you my are teeth. Not. <laughs> well, it's just funny that you've got the shivers when I said it's gi- I'm being someone with a long tongue. It's giving me chills. <laughs> Are they multiplying? Uh, to slowly start paying for it, but by finding out who they are, we can encourage them to come and see us play or buy something in the future. Music glue is the main to achieve this. So Sorry, what was the last sentence? Music, mu- music, <laughs> music glue is the means to achieve this. Ah, okay. So, and then Mr. Angry says, we paid a year in advance, but you're giving it away to everyone before we even get a copy. Mm. Mark replies, again, this paragraph is with a normal voice. In order for this idea to work, in order for this idea to work, it is imperative that we seed the internet with the version we want people to download. To wait until the album is in your hands would be too late. It only makes, takes one person to rip the CD and post it to the internet and we would then be trying to compete with an untagged version and many of the downloaders would slip through the net. We agonised over this decision, knowing that some people would see it as a kick in the teeth to our most loyal fans. We tried to tell everyone who pre-ordered the album about this, so if they wanted to, they could download it before the file sharers, if only for a few hours before. Saying we are giving it away is not to understand the reality of the situation we are in or the purpose of the project. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll do alternate paragraphs if want a new paragraph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the album will be available on the internet anyway. People will download it. We can't stop them. Did you know that anarachnophobia and marbles were available on the internet weeks before those pre-orders were sent out? Weeks before? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Mr. Angry says, you ask us not to spoil our enjoyment by listening to it. Of course we'll bloody listen to it with Meridian fans. Mark says, we're not asking you to not listen to it, just pointing out that the quality is not as good as CD. This is your choice. Would you rather we didn't tell you about it after all? After all, if you aren't a file sharer, the chances are you wouldn't know it was on the internet. Mr. Angry says, he's angry now, this is a bloody outrage. (gasps) The most ridiculous, ill-conceived slap in the face you could ever have come up with. Wow. Yeah, great bloody secret, Mark replies. I'm sorry you feel like this, but if you have an alternative idea we can tie for the next album, please tell us. We call it a secret because we didn't want it to become public knowledge straight away. Now the story is all over the news and you can tell who you like. Incidentally, the fact that this story is so newsworthy will also help us to raise our profile and turn more people onto Meridian. I'm sticking with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to entertain myself. <laughs> no, the important thing is we've got to get through this episode having recorded it once already. Mr. Angry says, please forward this email to the clown who came up with this idea. Mark said, you may think it's funny, but we are fighting for the survival of Meridian and things will probably get worse before they get better given the current economic climate. Ah, yes. Don't forget, this was 2008. Ah, recession times. Recession times, times, you know. (laughs) Oh God, we're living all that all over again, aren't we? Did we ever leave it? Did we ever leave it? 
Mr. Angry says, and thanks for ruining the anticipation I had for the new album. What a bloody travesty. And Mark finishes by saying, I'm really sorry you feel like this, but I'm not sure why it's ruining the anticipation. I don't think you'll be disappointed with the album, however you choose to listen to it. Mark. Um... Do you feel better having read it? I do. In that I'm, not, voice? I'm not going to do any more like that because I appreciate that people will will hate it. Yeah, a lot of people will just go, "This is what is going why, on." Why is he doing this? Anyway, Mister Angry wrote back. Right. Uh, hi guys, my Basil Fawlty email having been held up as an example on Marillion.com and in your email newsletter is something I'll just have to live with. I was having a bad day. Sorry, Mark. Here's a good bit. I love the new album. That's only 15 studio albums I love now. Bloody slack. I think I might complain. <laughs> See you at Bristol with my son and two friends and at Bournemouth with my girlfriend. Loads of love, Mr. Angry. What a coward. <laughs> what, a, what a craven Why? coward. <laughs> Backtracking because he upset Mark. <laughs> Stick to your guns. Have some principles, hey guys, Mr. I Angry. Listen, I listened to the pirated version <laughs> and I loved it. I, love, I especially love the video messages from the bands. <laughs> Oh, oh! I had a question about that. So, what would happen is you would download the song, and then before you could listen to it, there'd be a video message, or would the video message talk over the song? Here's or the, how thing, did here's it work? the thing: I don't remember. I don't remember the video message. I, I've got a feeling now that having said that, I torrented the album. Oh God, you didn't. In the I'm end. now thinking Lucy sent me a copy or sent me to a website that allowed me to download a version without that video message because I don't remember oh. the video message no I remember what happened I started to torrent it and I got the ver- I got essence and it was downloading yeah um <laughs> and and I had very cheekily messaged Lucy saying can I no you'd never do that hey, though Paul I was the writer of the the world famous somewhere else press release that upset everyone <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that press release. So, you know, I, at the very least, you know, after the grief I got on the Meridian.com forums, the least you could do was send me a copy of the album. And I, anyway, I was told, I think I'd read that message about, oh, it's out now. Right. Or something. And I think something happened. I started to download it and I, and I messaged Lucy. And then while I was, it was downloading, she sent me a link oh. to a version without all that crap on it. So you didn't get to see the video message? No, but I definitely downloaded Essence first because I remember, I don't remember a video message, but I do remember, I think it was Mark talking over it or something or talking. Well, while the song was playing. Possibly you're saying you're listening to Happiness is the Road or something like that, like a bad DJ who talks during the middle of the song. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's how I remember it. But, you know, Christ, it was like 14 years ago. Um you know, and I've spent the, the intervening years drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really remember. Um, look, this all goes on. The point is, it it was an experiment. They tried and then had to do an enormous amount of backtracking, uh, an enormous amount of apologising, an enormous amount of justifying, and an enormous amount of smoothing things over. Uh, I realised, by the way, we started to talk about whatever is wrong with you uh, and forgot to mention the video competition. Oh, yeah. One of our letters in a previous post bag was indeed a video competition member. Yes, Hulk's not Shrek. Member? Is that is that what you say? You keep saying member. Yeah, keep saying member. Go on. <laughs> keep saying it. Hulk's not Shrek. I forgot about Hulk's not Shrek. Oh my God, I was laughing about that all day. Yeah. Uh, if this is your first episode, you won't know what we're talking <laughs> What's about. the best name ever? He's changed his name to HSS on Twitter. Bless oh, him. awesome. Uh, um, yeah, so it was a video competition where there were two £5,000 prizes where the most viewed video won five grand, and the video judged by the band also won five grand. Now they changed it and ended up just giving I think five people a thousand. One grand, each. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, thank, thank you for clarifying the maths there for me. In case, Anytime. Thanks for helping me out there. Uh, I will. I might have got uh, that wrong. <laughs> 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 maths are not my, not my forte. Um, just lending a hand. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, so it... it they were still trying new things and you know not if you're going to experiment and you're going to try new things not everything's going to work and i think in mm, the case of true. in the case of this uh, it backfired massively which is why i think in the subsequent albums they've played it safe in a lot of ways you know we've got had no we've just kind of gone back to that sort of marbles model that you know without sort of trying new things because i think partly they don't need to I think they're in better health financially. That's the sense I get mm. than they had been in the past, you know, through Meridian Weekends and the like. And doing multiple Meridian Weekends clearly is is the way forward for them. Yes. Yeah. What do the band do these days to um, for publicity, like to spread the word of their music? Does, well, does, that, one, does that make one, sense? One of the key things um, is, is to keep, the uh, second best Meridian podcast suite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the key marketing tools they have in their arsenal is to, you know, placate you and I. <laughs> Just saying, Lucy, if you're listening. <laughs> oh my goodness, Paul. Still waiting on that racket club tour. Wow. And that hoodie, by the oh, way. <laughs> Stop. She knows I, I'm joking. I'm not, but she to, knows I'm joking. I'm not joking. Thing, one thing to another. It's like never satisfied. <laughs> what do you mean? I'll go from wanting one thing to another. You do. Oh, I mention on H's podcast. Oh, an interview H. Oh, on a record club tour. Still not, oh, had, still not had anything bad for Matt Short about our intro <laughs> to our 100th episode. Oh, I, want, I want the album to listen to the album early. <laughs> Pit. <laughs> that's not fair we we are a, a key part of the marillion machine now i know you, you yeah, I tell you're you, just you are just a passionate fan you do a search for marillion now on google we come up do we <laughs> yeah i know that's weird for me <laughs> our, our logo oh now i've got the word hogs not shrek stuck in my head it's not a word that's three words <laughs> Sorry, in my head it's one word. <laughs> hyphenated. Um one hyphenated word. Yeah, so sorry, because just so sort of saying before that through illegal piracy it's wrong, etc. Um perhaps more people were were able to hear unfamiliar music yeah. or music from bands that they might not necessarily already be familiar with. Um, so yeah, I was just wondering what people do these days. Well, for, well, they do, you know, they, I rely on my kids to show me new music. I tell you, I tell you what has really, I think what has really helped Marillion is that there's much more of a, a prog scene than there was. Oh, okay. You know, I suppose. Yeah. There's the magazines like prog magazine and. Yeah, do you want to name the other prog magazines? Do you want to name all those other prog magazines? The magazine, co- all, you know, there's all those prog magazines now, like prog, prog magazine. magazine, record collector. <laughs> they did do a special on them. See, yeah. uh, see. Okay, it was, it thank was you. The one issue. Thank you, Mister Music. All right. Uh, yeah, classic rock. You know, which yeah, we'll, we'll reprint things from prog. Mm. Um, but I think there is. As much as I, I kind of personally feel that Marillion don't have a lot to do with kind of most prog bands and have, in fact, it, really interesting. I saw the other day that Stephen Wilson um, is is curating a compilation album. Uh, oh wow! For ne- really for a four disc compilation album for next year of um, uh, alternative or prog. Um, I can't remember what it's called or what they've called it, but it's basically alternative music with prog leanings. So people like oh, Kate Bush and we're yeah. getting that. I know. I looked. I looked I up can't the track wait listing. to listen to that. I looked up the track listing and I thought these are the bands that I think Marillion have a lot more in common with nice. the most modern prog bands. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've always been saying this, and at some point we're going to do an episode where I talk about some of those other bands that I think Marillion. You know, you 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 go on. Apple Music or something like that, 
and you sort of say, oh, if you like this or artist, similar artist. Yeah, that works actually for finding new music. Well, it does. But I think with Marillion, it doesn't work for me because look, I'll, I'll literally go onto it now and I'll tell you who else comes up. You don't, you won't get Kate Bush or Talk Talk or someone like that come up if you search for Marillion. Instead, what you get is, um, here we go. Well, Fish is number one. Steve Hackett, IQ, um, Steve Rothery, Steve Hogarth, Stephen Wilson. Okay, fair enough. But lots then, of Stevens. Lots of Stevens. Uh, Big Big Train, Pendragon, Spock's Beard, Riverside. And Whereas you there's nothing have... wrong with any of that yeah. music. No, nothing wrong with any of it. But I think Marillion have a more, broadly speaking, a kind of more commercial and accessible sound in a lot of ways. And perhaps than some of those are less, they're less, you know, and I'm, uh, I suppose they've got less of a foot in the past. Mm. Um you know, it was a lot of those bands. And again, I love music that sounds like kind of classic era prog. I love, you know, and we, we interviewed on the last episode, um, you know, Neil from, uh, 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 what are they called? <laughs> His band. Neil's band. Neil Cockle's band. Shit. That band. Mighty Bard. The Mighty Bard. The Mighty Bard. Um and, you know, I love that sort of classic keyboard sound that, that he provides. But I don't think Marillion have a lot in common with that, generally. You know, they're, they're just they're just not. They just don't. They're, they're much more, um, I don't know. I'm trying not to say things that sort of diss any of those bands because I, I think they've all got, all music has kind of worth. I mean, I don't like Transatlantic because I... <laughs> wow. Well... <laughs> I don't mind saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Come to our gig. Don't forget to bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, Anthony didn't. Oh, we had mates who went like lasted like three over three hours or something ridiculous like that. Wow. Uh, Was it a standing gig? Can you imagine standing up for that long? No. I can't either. I can't imagine sitting down for that long without wanting to lay down. <laughs> oh, I'd be asleep. You know me. I can't even get through a film. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, how the hell did I get onto that? How the hell did I get onto Oh, yeah, we were talking about the prog scene. And, yes, and oh, how to Wilson's. get new music out yeah, these days. Um, but I think, I think regardless of the fact that I think we're really in a much more sort of closely aligned to certain other artists mm. uh, that aren't necessarily labelled prog. Prog no, they're not labelled prog. They, you know, Kate Bush, no one really... Is she not labelled prog? Not really. Prog, prog, mag- prog magazine have that have a section called like The Outer Limits, where, or I think it's what it's called or something, where they talk about bands that have proggy leanings. What's Kate Bush labelled as? Alternative? I don't really know. I mean, you know, but something like her Hounds of Love album, mm. you know, half of that is conceptual in the same way that Happiness is the, is the Road yeah. is. And then likewise... Um, our Mariel, you know, is sort of two discs, it's double, you know, and one is effectively, you know, kind of the songs all blend into one. And, uh, you know, and it's a shame that Marillion aren't given the the credit uh, that people like Kate Bush are. You know, I mean, all right, admittedly, we can talk about, you know, where point at which it may have perhaps gone a bit wrong and they've not done themselves any favours, but certainly at their best, you know, I, you could easily rank them alongside, you know, those sort of legends. But yeah, absolutely. regardless, what I was trying to say very, very long-windedly was that regardless, the prog association that Marillion has, mm. I think, has helped them in terms of sort of That's sales good. and audience. And, yeah. you know, let's face it, no other magazine covers them, you know, really right. other than prog and certainly doesn't cover them as sort of in-depth as prog does. Thank goodness um, of a prog magazine. Yes, thank goodness of prog magazine. What's his voice? What was my Jerry Ewing voice? Yeah, don't like, that's it, I'm Jerry Ewing. I'm Jerry Ewing and I'm uh, editor of prog magazine. It's like the same voice you did for your Mr. No, Angry bit, but just like a bit deeper. Mr. Angry like that. It's, it's yeah, so out. a little bit deeper. Okay, well, maybe because they're all my voice. 
you know, and I'm not very good at voices. There you go, it's a lot different. I have to, like, put my... But I, know, I, just, I have to, like, put my chin down on my chest to talk like Jerry Ewing, don't I? I don't actually know what Jerry... I should stress, I don't know what Jerry Ewing sounds like. Oh, my goodness. It's my... Same with Mark Kelly, don't talk like this, does he? I'm Mark Kelly, I, like, I play... I'll tell you what I like, I like keyboards. <laughs> keyboards are my main thing. Oh, I, like prong, I like prong music, me. <laughs> God, this is what happens when we have to record He's episodes gone off twice. off the rails. Um, anyway. um, yeah, I suppose, I guess, also answering my own question these days, you do have like YouTube channels that where people talk about the music they're listening to and albums they're listening to and sharing it. You've got podcasts all over the place. So there are kind of new ways have sprouted up to get the word out there and share Yes. our musical loves. Yes. Yes, the internet Yeah. helps. And yeah, people can share stuff now in a way. That's easier than the days when you had to put it on like a C90 cassette and <laughs> give it to a friend. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know how we got onto that. Anyway, I'm, I'm starting to run out of steam a little bit. So I think we should probably leave it there All right. for this week. Because next week that. we're going to talk about the music. Yep. This week I wanted to talk about the controversy over the release. Okay. Um, and next week. We're, we're only... Uh, first tackling disc one yes. or volume one, which yep. is called Essence, mm-hmm. uh, before we delve into the hard shoulder, as as volume two is called. We're sort of treating them as two separate albums, but also not. Yeah. Yeah, because they are very different, um, I think. Yeah. And sort of... We, it's a weird album in that... Um, at the time, it was received very warmly. Um, fans sort of, you know, flipped over it. You know, the whole releasing it to torrent sites uh, was swiftly forgotten once people heard it. But it's sort of been forgotten as an album since then. Wow. Why do you think that is? I, I think partly because I don't think Disc 2 is as strong. Um, oh, so you think it kind of like, not drags it down, but drags it down in people's opinion like i think in over over time that's what's happened i mean yeah. they barely ever play anything off either disc to be honest what um but but i, I, I mean <laughs> disc one at least by itself just as a as a piece of art it's phenomenal it's one of my favorite Marillion Mar- 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 albums same i think essence is without a doubt one of their top tier albums absolutely but unfortunately it was released alongside an album, <laughs> with of, an album of cast-offs, which I'll just say, before it sounds like I'm just damning it, uh, I actually quite like quite a lot on disc two. Unfortunately, it has got things like um, Thunderfly and Asylum Satellite Number 1, which the band think, not Rothers at least, because he's all over it, think is great, but it, it's the entire song of that awful guitar tone that he sometimes oh, uses. Oh, that you don't like. <laughs> You know, the one where it sounds like there's a cat trapped in his amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, enough about that. We're going to get to that all in good time. Um, that's it for this week. Obviously, subscribe. Why not leave us a nice review somewhere? Why not tell people about us? Sorry, this episode has been manic. Um, but, you know, next week, we'll hopefully not have to record it twice and be a little bit more grounded. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll be even worse. Maybe Sonia will be even, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> We can't predict. We uh, can never predict anything is possible. Yeah, and sorry this was late, but um, why was it late? It was late last week because Jesus Christ, that's oh all I'll God, say. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, uh, our life has yet to settle down. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, we can't wait till it does. <laughs> Will it ever? I don't know. Uh, oh, we'll rest when we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, that's so grim. It'll happen. It's just fact of life, isn't it? Yeah, and then everyone else will have to deal with <laughs> the dramas Don't and care. paperwork. Not my problem at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up in heaven, rocking it out with John Lennon and Long John Baldry. <laughs> 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 oh.
instrument will you be playing? Tambourine. Right, everyone. Um, uh, be good, be safe, behave. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. Bye. Bye.